0: Uh, start off by um, referring to a story which Sam brought in last week as an ancient Maori story of Ranganui and papa uh, papa Nuku, who were locked in an embrace of love and they had many children, but being embraced in this tight locked situation they were um, they didn't like it in there. They felt in darkness, they felt trapped, they wanted to get out because mum and dad were just there trapping them. And so they came up with a plan, let's try and push them apart so that we can have some light and have some freedom. And one of their sons, Tane, uh, suggested pushing them apart. And so he... Uh, got on his back and pushed so hard, he pushed with his legs and eventually ripped uh, Rangi and Papa apart. And from then on, Rangi became an estranged father in the sky. Now, the Bible tells us another story. The Bible tells us that our ancestors, Adam and Eve, enjoyed a wonderful relationship with Father God, with the God who made them. And he was like a father to them. They experienced his uh, love. They experienced his provision, protection, and everything that a good father would do. Now, if our ancestors experienced that, that means you and I are wired to have a relationship with God. We're made to have that, not only to be physically alive, but to be spiritually alive. Something on the inside, connected to God, knowing God, enjoying God, enjoying his protection, his love, and his acceptance. The trouble is, all of us, without exception, have become disconnected from the God who loves us. We've pushed God aside. We've rebelled against his fathering love. We've said we don't want to have his direction and input. But like Sean said on the video earlier on, he just felt, I can do life by myself. And so we've become like estranged children, cut off from the very one who gave us life and the very one who wants to fill our life with meaning and purpose. And despite the worldwide, very popular, secular worldview that says there is nothing out there. There is still a deep, deep hunger inside many of us asking, surely there's more. Surely there's more. There's a deep hunger inside. And the evidence of the deep hunger that's inside us are a number of things. You recognise that disconnect, the results of the disconnect, the results of this hunger or the evidence of this hunger is several things. A loss of purpose, a loss of identity, a loss of knowing what's the point of life. Who am I? That's where those questions come from. Who am I? Why am I here? There's a loss of purpose, there's a disconnect. We may feel distant from God. And go, well, if there's a God, the question says, if there's a God, can I really know him? Is it possible to know him? Where do these questions come from? They come from the fact that we're wired to know God. We're wired to know him. That's where the hunger comes from. And then there's the guilt and shame. The sense of, you know, we're ashamed of what we've done. We're ashamed of who we've become. I know I've battled with shame in my own life. Just, you know, can I be forgiven? What have I become? There's a hunger inside. There's a desire to be connected. And maybe you've also (laughs) believed the lies of saying, look, will he accept me? That's what we're talking about today. These questions that are saying, you know, um, will he accept me? Maybe you've believed the lies. If he's real... He won't want to know me. Or maybe you've believed the lie, I'm no one special, he won't even notice me. Maybe you've thought the lie, you've believed the lie, I've done too much stuff, there's no way he can forgive me. Maybe you say, I'm too messed up, I'm too broken, there's no hope for me. And I want to tell you this morning, the absolute opposite is true. The absolute opposite is true from the lies that so often we believe and take deeply into ourselves. Jesus once told a story. Joe sung about it this morning. It's a story about a son who wandered off. A son who left home and got into trouble. And the story, Jesus told it because he wanted to explain there is always hope. When God is involved, he wanted to explain the reason why he was born, the reason why he came to this earth, so we could get connected with God again. It's a story to show us no no matter how far we've gone away, we can be restored to a loving father. The story goes that a father had two sons. They worked on the family farm. And life was going well. But then the young son became discontent and decided he wanted to leave home. Now, in the Western culture, that's not a problem. Young people grow up, want to leave home. It's natural. We say it's part of their development. It's just part of what you do. In this culture, it was a problem. What it means is, back then, your family home defined who you were. It was your identity. It was your home. It's everything that you stood for. It was your life. It was your family business. It was your identity. It was your purpose. It was everything. It was your future. And the younger son turns to his father in that culture and says, give me my inheritance now. It was a height of rudeness. It was a deep, deep insult. It was bringing shame on the family. It was deeply hurtful and insulting. In effect, what he was saying is, Dad, you might as well be dead. I just want what you've got and do it my way. And Jesus continued to tell this story and said the son left home, he was rejecting the father, and everything the father stood for, everything he was brought up to believe in, everything that he knew about the security of a loving relationship with his father, he was throwing that away and going off and doing his own thing. And you can imagine the father's deep pain inside. As the son walks away, he runs off down the road, you see, the father, such deep pain in his heart, he didn't want to lose his son, and yet he willingly says, have it your way. And he gave the son what he was asking for. As his son leaves, the father watches him and wonders, and he watches him disappear over the horizon, and it tears his heart, because he realises his son is going off. Everything inside of him wants to run after his son. Everything inside of him wants to say, Come back home. Don't leave. Don't do this. Don't do that. But he doesn't do that. In his heart, he just longs for him to come home. So the young son goes off, takes everything with him. He doesn't care. There's no hug, no farewell. As he walks down the road, he doesn't even turn, he doesn't even wave goodbye. It's like, no, home, forget it. I'm doing my own thing. He gets in with the wrong crowd. He ditches the values he's brought up with. He gets up into all sorts of things that he knew he shouldn't have gone. But he gets involved anyway. And after some time, all the money runs out. His friends desert him. And he's left with nothing. In fact, Jesus said in the story, he said, there was a drought in the land followed by a famine. And this young man had absolutely nothing. He was left with nothing at all. He had no food. He was homeless. He was hungry. He sleeps rough on a pig farm. And he has nothing to eat. So he decides in the end, I'm just going to eat what the pigs are eating. That's how low this guy got. And Jesus carried on and said, but then the son starts to realise just how messed up he's become. He starts to realise that at home he's better off, he's loved, he's cared for, he's provided for, there is food and clothing. And he starts to think, look at the shame that I brought on the family. Look at what I've done. Is there any way that I could return home. He feels ashamed of what he's done. He feels ashamed of who he's become. And he just thinks, I'm beyond hope. He thinks, well, how's dad going to react? Maybe I could get a... A job on the farm, but he won't accept me into the family. I've rejected him. He's going to turn me away. The villagers, well, how will they be? They'll probably reject me. Listen, back in the culture of the day, if you'd shamed your family like that, you'd shame the village. If you walked away, you walked away. And if you tried to come back, people would be after you. People would throw rocks at you. You may even lose your life as people were so hostile towards you because of the shame you'd brought on the village. And yet the son thinks, I've got to get back to my father. And so he turns and starts the long journey home. What's happening back at home? The father is sitting there, waiting. He's sitting on the deck every day, front porch, just looking out down the driveway, down the roadway. He's looking. What is ha- he's wait? He's longing for his son to return, and one day, he just sees a little bit of dust in the distance, and he looks and thinks a stranger's coming up. And he looks at the stranger, and as the stranger comes a bit closer, he starts to recognise the way that young man walks. That's my son. And at that point, he starts and runs to his son. He runs to him to embrace him. Why does he run to him? i tell you why he runs to him. Because he, didn't want, he wanted to be the first one to get to his son. Because he didn't want the haters to get there. He didn't want the people who were going to accuse him, who were going to distant him, who were going to shut him out, who were going to reject him to get there. His, the father wanted to get there and say, My son, my son, come home. And Jesus told this story to show us That's how God feels about you. That's how God feels about me. And he runs to him. He embraces him. He kisses him. And he gives him a bath. He gives him new clothes. He puts a ring on his finger. He puts shoes on his feet. This is his son restored. In fact, the son comes and he stumbles through this apology and says, Dad, I'm so sorry. I've messed up. I've screwed up. And he doesn't even get as far as saying, Take me on as a hired worker. The father says, no, this is my son. I'm going to have a party. I'm going to welcome him home. And that's exactly what the father does. He throws a big party and restores him and welcomes him. Do you expect that from God, that he would come and give you a hug? Because that's why Jesus told the story. You may expect a rebuke. Jesus said in the story, the father did not rebuke him. He didn't raise the issue. He didn't point out all the ways that he'd messed up. He just said, you're home again. You're home again. You're home again. And Jesus tells us that story. Why? Because he wants us to know that though every one of us have pushed God away and have gone our own way, the moment we turn, God comes and runs to us. The Bible says while we were still running the other way, the moment we turn, he runs to us. The Bible says God so loved the world. So loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him wouldn't perish but would be restored and have eternal life. On the cross at Easter, next weekend, the cross and the resurrection of Jesus We're coming up to that season. On the cross at Easter, what did Jesus do? Jesus hangs there and stretches out his hands because he is uh, he's welcoming us. He's welcoming us home. He offers us because of what he did on the cross, taking our sin, taking our shame on himself. He died there so that you can know, so I can know forgiveness, acceptance, love, so I can come as I am, imperfect, broken, and receive his healing. And it's the same for you. Jesus builds a bridge when he was on the cross, he crosses the big divide between us and God so that we can be reconciled to our estranged father. Unlike Tani, who pushed the father away so that he became estranged, Jesus is the one who, on the cross, takes our hands and then puts our hand into the hand of our father so that we can come home. That's the wonderful thing about Jesus. You ask the question, will he accept me? It's a resounding yes. You just need to turn. You just need to turn. That's why Jesus came for you and me, to bring us home to Father God. Now, I'd heard this story many times. I'd heard about Jesus dying on the cross. It kind of went over my head. It didn't ring true to me. It wasn't personal to me. It didn't affect my life. I realised that I'd stuffed up. I realised I was distant from God. I knew there was a disconnect. I had to get right with God. I I wanted to be forgiven. But what happened was, one day, I saw it. One day, I realised that when Jesus died on a cross, I suddenly saw he did that for me. And I realised that everything that I was ashamed of, everything that I really wish you didn't know about me, I realised he died for me, so I could be washed clean, so I could be forgiven. And it was on that day when I put my faith in Jesus When I gave my life to Jesus, it was like Jesus introduced me to my heavenly Father. And it was like I turned to come home and I found that Father God ran to me. The reality is Jesus has done that for every single one of us. He's done it for you. He's done it for you. Joe's going to be playing through that song, that wonderful song again. And at the end of that song, I want to give you an opportunity to get right with God, to give yourself to him. Some of you may have wandered right away. Maybe you've never been in touch with Jesus and connected with him. I want to give you that opportunity to come and give your life to him. He gave his life for you. Now it's your turn to respond to him, give your life up to him. Some of you have been hesitating with that but today is a day when you can get right with God. you can experience what I experienced. A loving embrace of a heavenly Father. Thanks. Said my son's come